Listening to Left of the Dial. I'm your host, Kitsy, and with me once again is the undrinkable Caleb Coy. What? <laughs> now that's something no one's ever accused me of being. Being undrinkable? Undrinkable. Well, uh, unlike the Emperor in the episode of Futurama, <laughs> uh, My Three yes. Sons. You are, in fact, not drinkable. At least not in your current uh, and, form. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm mostly water, but, you know, that's not an invitation to cross me. You can't get... Oh, nice! Ah, callback. Nice. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. So, so, Caleb, this is a milestone episode for us. Milestone. A milestone. Even. This is our 37th episode. That's so many episodes. I know. Who? Who? It's a very specific number. It's of episodes. a very specific number of episodes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, at the beginning, they, no one believed in us. They said they'll never make it to thirty-seven. Not going to happen. No. And here we are. We did it. And we are almost at as many episodes as years that I've been on the earth. Well, hopefully, we can catch up. <laughs> to how many hopefully. years you've been on the earth soon? I don't know. I, you, you, I mean, they're 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 getting away from me. You, you do they're have getting a, away from me real fast. You do have a birthday coming up, uh, <laughs> so hopefully we can get a couple more in before then. Uh, so yeah, uh, since this is our thirty seventh episode and we're we're celebrating that today, uh, thank you for celebrating with us. Uh, we're doing something a little different. Uh, we are instead of doing a record, we're doing a live DVD. It's madness. It's, It'll never work. Well, yeah, it's a little weird. Uh, we're still going to play the songs <laughs> like we always do, but uh, I would encourage you to go down into the show notes, and we're going to have uh, links to uh, YouTube videos of every live performance from this DVD uh, for all these songs, and I would highly encourage you to watch them because we're going to be talking a lot about what's actually happening in the videos in addition to mm -hmm. the music. Uh, and it, uh, I'm just going to be honest. It's, it's a fun time. It's just a fun time. They're a fun band. Oh, who is the band you ask? <laughs> the band is the one and only poly six from yes. Japan. I got to be real with you. When you told me like, let's do poly six for this episode. I was like, how, how are we going to cover? How are we going to talk about poly six? Like what, like, how are we going to do that justice? And uh, I do hope that uh, our listeners go and check out these these videos, uh, which there are lots of them, uh, and there are even more than what we're going to share because, like, this is a prolific band that's been around a long time. Yeah. Uh, but they are a very visual experience. 
They are yes. an extremely visual musical experience. I would say uh, it's not even just visual. They are just an experience. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, I would like to tell, before we really get into the DVD, I'd like to tell two quick stories of the two times I saw this band live. Yeah. Uh, one of which you were there for. I was, and it was amazing. Right? Even so I think I was kind of sick. It didn't matter. Didn't matter. Nobody's sick when the poly six are playing. <laughs> so, uh, so, the, the, so this is a band from, uh, from Japan. They are, I, I guess the easiest way to describe them would be like a modern day Devo. Like they're, they're kind of punk, but also kind of electronic and kind of weird and goofy. And they've got, you know, they're, they're just, I mean, Devo is one of their biggest influences. So just imagine what Devo For would sure. sound like if Devo was happening now. Uh, or, you know, 10 years ago when this band was really turning stuff and out. Japanese. And Japanese. Oh, yes, and Japanese. That's very important. Extremely Japanese. Extremely Japanese. So uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the here's exactly how it went down of me introducing this band to you. We were sitting on the couch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a a almost pos- like a certain chance that we were drunk. Oh, yeah. That's I, I think at that point we can consider that a given. We, we were awake. So, yes. Uh <laughs> And I was like, dude, you got to fucking see this. Mm-hmm. And I put on for you, uh, as I do for everyone who I introduced this band to the first time, uh, I put on uh, the opening track from this live DVD. And uh, Caleb, do you want to tell us a little bit about what that experience is like? So the first thing you notice is that the, the track is called Silicanth is Android. Which, uh, if you're not familiar, coelacanth was a uh, an, an ancient uh, type of fish species that was thought to be extinct uh, for a very long time until uh, somewhat recently being found uh, alive. Like oh. there are like real life uh, coelacanths uh, swimming around. Uh, they considered it a, a living fossil. Um, I did not a know that and B know how to pronounce that, which is why I asked you to uh, talk about this song. <laughs> and I'm glad I did. Uh, we're presented with uh, this, like it's a it's a huge room uh, at a, a venue in Japan. You know, bright lights and uh, this very energetic man runs out on stage and just starts pumping the crowd up. And he's wearing like a bright orange jumpsuit that is very reminiscent of Devo. You know, we, we mentioned that that's the, their biggest influence. The whole band wears these jumpsuits with a, with a P on them for Poly 6 mm-hmm. uh, and these straight black visor sunglasses. They're so uh, cool. And it's, a, it's a whole mood. Uh, and the, as the, the title uh, track drops on the, uh, the DVD, it's Poly 6. Now is the live, which is referencing their the tour for the Now is the Time record. Uh, the font for Poly Six is very reminiscent of the original series Star Trek font, and so like that's very exciting. Uh, but yeah, so here they are in Shibuya in 2006, and whew, it's a mood. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just I love that like because this is um, this is how they opened the show that I went to in. Uh, in, in Wilkes-Barre, uh, at Cafe Metropolis, uh, where they, it just starts out with this like electronic kind of like drum and like bleepy bloopy keyboard thing, but there's nobody on the stage yet. It's just like mm-hmm. this, like, but like the, but like it's, it's very, it's a very hypey, you know, beat. Like you're getting pumped up. You're like something fucking crazy is going to happen. I just, yeah, I can feel it. 
And of course, it's Japan. And so, you know, if you've ever seen any footage of a, a rock show in Japan or if you've ever been to a rock show in Japan, Caleb, I know you absolutely have. Yes. Uh, they go fucking crazy there. They do. Uh, uh, and this and is no exception. And the crowd is like, just you can tell they're like so fucking jazzed. And then uh, there's a, a, a the 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 beat kind of drops a little bit to just like a, a, a kick drum on the quarter notes. And a uh, robotic voice starts spelling out uh, coelacanth. And Which, uh, the only thing I'll point out about that is that they spell it with a K instead of a C. So it's uh, C-O-E-L-A-K-A-N-T-H yes. uh, is how they're spelling it. Uh, and it's spelled with a, a C instead of a K. But uh, you know right away that like there's something weird's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, and then, yeah, a, uh, a Japanese man, a very energetic Japanese man in a orange jumpsuit with uh, straight bar black visor sunglasses out of nowhere runs up onto the stage and just starts hyping the crowd up. And it is <laughs> beautiful. It is just it's, beautiful. It's magnificent. Uh, and I mentioned that on the jumpsuits, the, they all have a, a letter P. Uh, the very first line of this uh song translates to symbol p on the chest (laughs) (laughs) fantastic like this like this is your introduction like this is poly six yeah Uh, in case in case you were at all not sure uh him yelling uh poly six go uh and then starting (laughs) with that line like now you're sure yeah i thought i thought he yelled poly six or die at the beginning I mean, maybe. Yeah. I half the time can't tell what he's saying. Uh, and not just because of his accent, but because he's like, he doesn't stop. Yeah. He, he never stops. No. He's, he's got, like, he's going, he, like, he's he going has, a mile a minute. And just an inhuman level of energy. And yeah. it's fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's always moving, he's constantly moving. When he's talking, he's screaming. He's talking very fast. He's like, you know, just really excited. People are going apeshit. They're cheering. I'm like, I don't know what you're saying, but I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. He's like when he's talking in between songs, uh, it's like he's straight out of an anime. Like yes. everything, like you said, everything is yelled. Everything is high pitch. Everything is like, like just in your face, out of energy. And you can picture the like motion lines around him. As yes. <laughs> yes, as he flies up into the air. Like, yes. yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so, so he's hyping up the crowd and, um, you know, this, this beat picks back up and the rest of the band comes out and starts getting on their instruments. And then there's this little like quick breakdown of the beat and then boom, right into the song. Like the band is just right on cue, just starts the song. And it's just so cool. I, I mean, far and away, one of the, the tightest live shows I've ever seen. Like everything yeah. is so like precision, even like it, there is an element of kind of like noise pop to this band in the way, like specifically like the way the, the guitars and keyboards interchange, but the rhythm section is so tight and precise mm-hmm. that like it never sounds sloppy, like even when they're just fucking going nuts. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the guitarist actually does get a little sloppy sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. and that's, I think that's a, more of a stylistic thing than anything else, but because that yeah. rhythm section is such a solid foundation, like it, it totally works, and it's just, it's just cool. It's just if cool. If anything, like 
when he starts getting a little sloppy, it kind of adds to the song because it just adds like layers and movement that you know make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Uh, and like if you see him play in any other context, like if he's just sitting down and playing guitar, uh, which I stumbled across a, uh, a kind of like a behind the scenes video of them uh, working on a song in the studio, uh, which I'll include in the show notes. It's not one of the songs that we're going to discuss, but it's absolutely worth watching. You can see him just fucking shred, like just absolutely killer at what he does uh but then he gets on stage it's like it doesn't matter like we're here for the energy we're here for the fun and like everything else is secondary luckily the the other musicians in the band uh (laughs) are are also here for the music (laughs) yeah um but yeah I i think that's that's a very good point is is like they're they're a band for sure they're there to play music for sure but more than anything they are there to put on a show Yes. And boy, do they deliver. Oh, my God. It is, oh it is something else. Um, and, like, after you introduced it to me, like, this became, like, a regular thing in our house where, like, it'd be evening time. We'd, you know, crack the beers and, like, well, I guess it's time to watch Poly 6 again. <laughs> oh, and, and I was not shy about anyone who came over. I was like, hey, you got to see this. Everyone. Yeah. Like, didn't, like, didn't matter who they were, like, you know, friends from work. Uh, you know, family in town visiting the landlord. Uh, landlord. <laughs> so uh, Hiroyuki is uh, is the guitar player, singer, front person's name. He he's what I imagine. If you took all the energy that the sun will ever create in its lifetime and concentrated <laughs> it into one Japanese man, that's what you would get. Is him. And I love because you know the. Uh, there has been kind of a, a rotating cast of characters that have been a part of this band since 1997 is when he founded this. Like, yes. The members of this band are like my brother's age uh, and still going strong, and I fucking love it. Uh, but he's he was the original, and you know he does a lot of the, the songwriting and like the programming, the synth programming, and obviously the, you know does the guitar and most of the vocals. Um I guess kind of like probably about halfway through the, their lifespan as a band, like they kind of switched and started doing like more like sharing uh, the songwriting uh, and stuff like that. But he really carried the, the bulk of that for a long time. And it's just like, he's got a lot, lot going on for him, a lot coming out of his brain. Mm-hmm. And even to the point where like, he like recently started a side project, like spinoff of the poly six called the vocoders. I saw that. Uh, I haven't checked it out, is, but I listened to, to two songs earlier, uh, which, uh, you know, via music video as well, uh, definitely worth checking out. Uh, I saw them compared more to, like, Kraftwerk than Devo, okay. uh, but it was more, like, chill, like, kind of melodic poppy, but, like, everything is very, like, the vocals are very heavily synthesized, hence the name, the vocoders. Mm. I'm just full of factoids today. You are. I love it. <laughs> I love a uh, Caleb full of facts. He saw footage of Devo when he was in high school. So this is 1997. He was in high school. Uh, he saw live footage and got inspired by like Western New Wave. And uh, he was he was on the soccer team. He quit soccer to be a musician. I'm very glad that he did that. <laughs> Everyone, uh, whoever hears this, should be very glad. Yeah, I think now would be a good time to transition into Peach Pie on the Beach. Yeah, 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 yeah
could be wrong i think this is the second track the second song of the set uh if it is then the uh the first one definitely took its toll because like what you see a lot of are close-up shots of uh this guy on guitar and he is just drenched that is exactly where i was going with this (laughs) i mean he looks sweatier than any human has ever been in the history of humans it's like he would get into a pool and the water would get wet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, you know what? No, this is this is the 16th set song of the set. So I, I changed okay. my mind. But still, so. he's still very moist. <laughs> but at this point, like he's definitely earned it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he's he's, of course, just the, the energetic ball of energy that he is literally bouncing off the walls of this this venue. But in stark <laughs> contrast Oh my god. To him uh is the keyboard player. It's Kayo Kayo. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Yeah, I'm not sure the exact pronunciation either, but uh K A Y O. So I think it's Kayo. Kayo. I'm gonna go with Kayo. Uh if I'm wrong, I apologize. And uh, let us know so we can fix it. Yeah, tweet at me and tell me how bad I am at pronouncing names I've never heard before. Uh <laughs> so she she's the keyboard player, which by definition you can't move around that much because your keyboards are kind of like on stands and you gotta unless you're playing a keytar or something, that's kinda cool, but she on the uh, is basically the polar opposite of him stage presence wise. She is yeah. very stiff, very robotic, doesn't really move much at all unless it's absolutely necessary to like reach, you know, another keyboard or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's and it's definitely on purpose. Like it's not like, a, oh, I'm scared or nervous. Like it's very much a like I am a robot. That's my personality on stage. 
uh and it's it's very cool but with with one exception and that is uh during the the kind of intro bit of the song that plays a couple times where she's just hopping up and down uh and uh shaking a couple of like pom-poms yes (laughs) it's amazing it's amazing i don't know why uh but that's what she does during this part of the song and it's i I love it yeah and like the like you said the the like stiff kind of robotic thing is like was her shtick like that was her 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 jam that's kind of what she was known for as a as a musician uh and she was actually a a pretty famous musician in in, uh keyboardist specifically in uh in japan uh she's less active now in fact uh, it was about uh probably like a year or two after you introduced me to them or maybe around the same time that she actually stepped away from the band Mm -hmm. uh wanting to kind of just uh, she had spent, you know, basically her entire twenties in the band, and wanted to spend her thirties being, uh, as she put it, a normal woman. <laughs> Which, you know, I can't blame. Yeah. Uh, especially with the the intensity that comes with this band, uh, but she did do some solo stuff as well, uh, which is much more reserved. I can uh, imagine. Uh, I found a, a video of one of her songs, uh, and. It's still very synth driven, but there's some layers of like acoustic and some weird like kind of shreddy leads. Uh, and it almost reminds me of I don't know if you remember when like late '90s, I think it was Depeche Mode came back out of nowhere and they released that that one record. Uh, the uh, single was Dream On. Uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like that era of Depeche Mode, but not as dark. Okay, I can get into that. Let's. That's just kind of what what popped into my head when I heard it. Uh, definitely an interesting listen. But yeah, to see her like so like stone faced and robotic, and then just suddenly like dancing with pom poms, <laughs> such but, a contrast. But only for that one part of the song, and then it's back yeah. to, to robot mode, uh, yep. which is I think is is just glorious. Um, uh, she has this uh, towards the end of the song has this like just crazy ass keyboard solo that basically just ends in like just swiping down all the keys repeatedly uh it's just oh, i love it i love it so much but it's only her hands moving yes and, like, nothing else <laughs> yes her hands are moving and literally nothing else uh it's so very good this was uh there was there was a couple of tracks specifically that always like stood out as like probably my favorites of the ones that you showed me way back when, but this was definitely one of them. Uh, and I think that this song in particular sets the tone for how fucking good this rhythm section is. Yes. Uh, this drummer uh, who was, uh, I believe this is uh, Masahashi Yano. I think so. Uh, yes. I, I believe that. Yeah. Uh, and then the bassist whose name was Fumi. Um, uh, they are like, so tight, so precise, so on every beat, every note. Uh, and Fumi has, I think we've even talked about it on this podcast before, uh, probably the best bass tone that I've ever heard in my entire life. Yes. Uh, and replicates it live and in the studio flawlessly. Uh, and I'm a Fender snob, uh, but I want whatever bass she plays because it's cool looking and it sounds like just a dream. Well, it's gritty and growly and just has like this deep tone in your face and ah it's amazing it it is it's a cool bass uh so i can i can tell you a little bit about that bass if you want caleb please do oh i will so it's made by yamaha okay which is not typically a company you think of when you think i want a 
big ass, like growly, aggressive bass. In fact, I can tell you, I've never thought that. Yeah, I, most people probably haven't. Uh, but this is uh, a Yamaha SBV is the official uh, the official model uh, name, but it's colloquially referred to as the Flying Banana. <laughs> Uh, which you can actually get it in a pale yellow. Yes, you can. Uh, which is the uh, yeah. I mean, if you if you take one look at it, you'll see why it's called the flying banana. And uh, it's it's just a cool base. And uh, I think they were only sold in Japan because uh, I I have a, an alert on Reverb specifically for a Yamaha SBV uh, SBV base because I want one because of this band. And uh, the only ones yes. that ever pop up are in Japan, and the shipping is just prohibitively expensive. Um, the bases themselves aren't like you can get them for like 500, 600 bucks. They're not that expensive, but just like just mm-hmm. it's like that much in shipping too to get it over here. So it's just not worth it. Um, or maybe it is. I don't know. But uh, for me, it's a little it's a little rich for my blood. But I mean, uh, for that tone, I think it might be worth it. it I mean, if I would, <laughs> okay, if I was going to start like a Poly Six tribute band and I was going to be Fumi, then yes, I would absolutely pay it. But you know, I mean, the tone that she gets, like I, I would use that in pretty much any project I've ever been in. Yeah. Now, mind you, there might be some instances where someone would be like, "Hey, that tone's not appropriate for this song," and I'd be like, "Hey." Fuck you. That's when you hit him with your flying banana. <laughs> right upside the head. And like, and here's the thing. You listen to that bass tone, you can tell that is a uh, a sturdy, heavy piece of wood. Yes. And, uh, you know, Fumi is nowhere near as, like, crazy energetic as Hero is, but, like, she's still not, like, she's not messing around no. on stage. Mm-mm. And is precise and technical and... Just honestly, one of the like not only one of the best bass tones that I've ever heard, but one of the best basses that I've ever seen, uh, and I will stand by that. Her bass lines are extreme. Yes. Like she, there's there's always that kind of stereotype of the bass player that just plays the root notes and like, you know, me. and me. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, she she writes a bass line. Uh, mm-hmm. They are there's always something cool going on, and. Uh, yeah, and, just, and like you said earlier, like just a flawless execution. And that's uh, another part of like why Hero can just kind of go nuts and be a little sloppy sometimes is a lot of times the, like, the melody of the song is being driven as much by the bass as the low end of it is. Yeah, in fact, I would argue that for most of their songs, the guitar is the least important instrument. Far and away. Like it's, it's very much an accent piece. Like I'm then- glad it's there, but like... It could not be in, like, it wouldn't be a tragedy. Yeah, you could take his guitar away and just give him a microphone to, like, run around, and the, the, show, would, it would, the show would be just as good. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the way that he hypes up the crowd, like, this is a guy who knows his audience so perfectly. Because um, the, the biggest thing that I noticed uh, from playing a few shows in Japan uh, was that the, the audience will get super into the song, and they will sing along with you, and they will dance, and they'll be this just you know, force there in the room with you. As soon as the song is done, they will clap and cheer, and then they will stand silently and patiently waiting uh, politely for the next song to start. And it's not like, you know, the energy of the room isn't dead, and it's not like they don't like you. They're just, they're waiting. They're they yeah. are respectfully ready for you to play the next song, and they will get right the fuck back into it. He doesn't let them have that downtime. <laughs> 
Like you'll if you watch these videos, you'll see like they'll clap and they'll cheer really loudly and then they'll stop and then he hypes them back up. Yeah. And he just keeps that energy going. And like I watch this now and I think like, holy shit, that's the move. Yeah. <laughs> and like I don't even know that that it matters what he's saying. It's it's more like for me at least, because I because I don't speak uh Japanese at all. Um, no. I don't have a clue what he's saying, um, but it, it's uh, just the way he's saying it is you, you just want to be like, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I remember a long time ago, you explained to me that the uh, lyric writing for Poly 6 uh, is kind of an interesting mix of there's, there's some Japanese, there's some English, and some of it's just kind of like made up gibberish. Yeah. Uh, and so I've never really bothered to do... Like what I tend to do, and like look up and try to follow along with the lyrics and learn the lyrics of these songs. I'm like, there's no, there's no way I'm ever going to learn them. Uh, well, <clears throat> oh boy, I I discovered today that through the the magic of Google Translate on my phone, uh, I could at least get some sense of what was going on in these songs, uh, and I can attest uh, they don't make any more sense than you know. <laughs> what <he's saying. laughs> I'm I'm a hundred percent not surprised. My favorite is in the, I guess, essentially the chorus slash intro part, the, you know, the pom-pom part, yeah. uh, where he says peach pie, uh, but it's all one word, P-E-A-C-H-P-A-Y, uh, and then it is literally just pee 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 like P-I-P-I-P-I. You know what? Go with it. It's fun. All right. I was I was expecting that to be something, but no, it's just it's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> waist down, waist down, test, test is the part that sounds to me like dance, dance, yes. <laughs> it's always going to be dance, dance, yes in my heart, Caleb. It, you know what? It's dance, dance, yes. And that doesn't uh, that doesn't t- take away from the song at all to no. change the lyrics. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's so just, much fun. It is so much fun. I just want my own set of pom-poms to dance while I <laughs> listen to it. Uh, well, what do you say we, we do uh, one more before we go into the break? I think that that's a thing we would do. All right. Uh, I'm thinking Baby Bias. Okay. So this is probably one of their more like poppier, straightforward, catchy songs. Yeah. It was very much like just a kind of a, a more traditional synth pop dance song. Yeah. Uh, which I'm going to assume uh, Kayo wrote because she's the one that sings it. Uh, interesting thing about this uh, this song is the tempo of it is perfect for jumping jacks. Yeah, and uh, Hero gets to do a lot of them because he's not uh, he's not really singing through this. He does uh, he he plays his role as hype man. Mm-hmm. He does some count offs and some some yelling and whatnot. Uh, but as you mentioned, Kayo is uh, singing the the bulk of the melodies and uh, Fumi joins for uh, harmonies on the chorus. Uh, And not only is this song uh, musically more of like a straightforward dance pop song, but uh, lyrically from what I can tell from the translation, which admittedly is rough uh, because let's face it, uh, Japanese to English is not a uh, immediate one-to-one translation, uh, you know, flawless every time. Uh, It feels like it's structured more like a traditional pop song too, less uh, just kind of, crazy words thrown together and more like it's saying something. Yeah. 
Okay. It's telling a, telling a little bit of a story. Well, why don't you give us uh, some insight into that, Caleb? Uh, so, like, uh, let's see. My speaker wide. The radio I got as a bonus. Start to switch on again. Timing of singing with ladder. Uh, being shaken and hit. A minus driver. My speaker wide. Hitting Yoroshikni. I don't know what any of that means, but it feels like it's supposed to mean something, and the the phone just doesn't doesn't do it justice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Technology is amazing. Yeah. But uh, you know. It, it's no substitute for having a you know a person that can say, well, this actually means. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, you know another thing too is like, you know how uh, a lot of times in in music you'll you'll write things where there's like some wordplay and there's some things that like yep you know yep. they don't really make sense except because of the way our language works it does so I imagine Japanese probably has that too where like there's some really clever wordplay in there that if you speak Japanese makes sense in the context of it being in Japanese, but when it translates to English, you get like just these very odd sentences that don't really mean anything. Or maybe there's rod sentences that don't mean anything in Japanese too. I don't know. Maybe we're overthinking it. Maybe we are. Uh, but the chorus is literally just the words baby bias over and over again. Yeah. And I don't know what that means. And just, <laughs> uh, this, I think if I had to pick one word to describe this song, it would be bouncy. Yes. Just uh, fun fact: I don't remember you ever playing this song for me, and I certainly never discovered it on my own. Well, I'm glad you uh, got to have a brand new Poly Six experience for this podcast. Me too. I mean, I, I did end up going down a little bit of a rabbit hole and hunting down even more, uh, but this was the 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 first new one that I had heard in a long time. So, thank you. You're welcome. Another thing I want to point out that this video reminded me of is their their banner behind them uh, on the stage. Now, Poly6, if you didn't know, is spelled uh, P-O-L-Y-S-I-C-S, uh, which is a just kind of misspelling of the uh, the Korg Poly6. Yep. A, uh, synthes- the, I think that was the first synthesizer that Hero ever owned. Um, I think so, yeah. Or it was one of, the, one of the early ones that he had. But So that the name is basically just a play on that. Uh, poly six, of course, being number six. Uh, and so, okay. So, so the name is uh, P O L Y S I C S. Now on the banner behind them, they have the words heavy poly sick, mm-hmm. not, not plural, just singular. And then mm-hmm. not at the end of the words, but underneath on its own line is, uh, half a dozen exclamation marks. <laughs> but the interesting thing is, uh, they spell polysick with a K, so it's P-O-L-Y-S-I-C-K. And you know what? This is polysick. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's that's something that's always fascinated me. Is like, is that a like, is that like a, a Japanese thing, or like if the the spelling of the word changes if it's plural? Why? No, of course not, because they don't use Roman letters in Japanese. I don't know. If someone wants to explain to me why it, it has a K on it when it's singular and doesn't when it's plural, if you if you know. Uh, let me know. Well, and interestingly enough, I you know I decided to wander down a little bit of a wiki trail earlier, and the Poly Six wiki page uh, gives the uh, the Japanese uh, characters they give the direct like phonetic translation, which is Porishikusu, uh, and then typeset is Poly Six as we know it. And so I feel like there's like from what I've seen with Japanese bands is uh, especially when they're doing anything in English is that there's kind of room for just you know 
changing things up yeah. however they feel at the time. Uh, and, you know, very well may be a, a genuine reason that, I, again, because we don't, neither of us know the language, uh, maybe we just don't get, uh, or it just might be like, these words are interchangeable and it doesn't matter. It could just be another thing that we're overthinking and they're just like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we did this? <laughs> I, I am thinking that for this particular tour, they just wanted you to know that you're about to witness some heavy polysick. <laughs> That's what I want to believe. <laughs> I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Yeah, another another uh, great bass line from Fumi on this one. Um, great harmonies. It's just, uh, you know, here I think Hero spends more time doing jumping jacks and getting the, cloud to, to cr- the crowd to clap than he does actually playing guitar. In fact, there's there's points where, like, he's... The, the verses already don't have really guitar in them anyway, so that's when mm-hmm. he's doing his jumping jack stuff. But even during the chorus, like, he'll just stop playing guitar for a couple bars and, like, do the clap over the head thing to get people hyped up. And, like, and that's and that's kind of what I was saying earlier about how, like, the guitar is just kind of an accent instrument in this band. Like, you could take it away and, it and like, it doesn't really lose anything. Like, the, the it you know, it, it doesn't feel like the song has dropped out or fallen apart like it would if if you took a, a traditional, you know, guitar based rock band and just pulled the guitar away. Uh, yeah. and so it's, it's, it, I, I think it fits for his personality as well. Cause it's like, you know, he gets to be, like you said, the hype man, he gets to run around and bounce around stage and he plays along, yes. but he, but he, if he stops, nothing stops, it just keeps going. And so he can just be, have this reckless abandon to him, which I just love so much. Uh, yeah. So we got to take a break. Uh, we're going to, uh, listen to baby bias. We'll hear from our sponsor. And when we come back, we'll talk about a few more songs off of, uh, now is the live. So stay tuned. One, two, three, go! Shift Radio production. Night Shift Radio is a modern media company bringing you shows that entertain, inform, and most importantly, provide an escape. 
Never Heard of It dives into the world of bad, obscure, and sometimes just weird movies. Follow along with the crew of Set Condition 1 as they experience the 2004 sci-fi hit Battlestar Galactica, one episode at a time. Each week on Left of the Dial, we explore a new record or revisit an old favorite. We'll bring in guests to talk about their own music and the state of the industry. The Superpod HeroCast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. They draw a random comic-inspired movie from Thor's helmet and offer thorough, insightful, and humorous commentary. And once a month, tune into the Storyteller series and get lost in the magic of a good old-fashioned radio drama. Learn more about these fine shows at nightshiftradio.com and subscribe on your favorite platform.
You're still listening to Left of the Dial. I am still Kitsy. Caleb is still undrinkable. But luckily, this beverage is quite drinkable and is helping with uh, my thirst. That's all I got. That wasn't very funny. No, I know. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm just going to do another like fake sponsor plug, but... That's what I was hoping you were going to go for, but... <laughs> it's okay. It's only our milestone 37th episode. It's not like it's oh, special or anything. I know. I know. I ruined it. I ruined the whole episode. You know what? Scrap the episode. We're, we're done. We're done with this one. We're throwing this one in the garbage. <laughs> just turn it off. Turn it off now. No, don't turn it off now. Continue to listen because we are still talking about uh, the Now is the Live uh, live DVD by Poly6. Uh, and what you heard Six. coming back from the break was uh, the track I, My, Me, Mine, which, uh, I mean, this song's got it all. It's got a key change. It's got a ripping guitar solo. Mm-hmm. It's another fantastic example of that just bass tone. That's how you have to describe yes. it. The bass tone is just... <laughs> <laughs> this song... Uh, I feel like of of all of them, I think most reminds me of Devo. Now, mind you, I only know two Devo songs. Everyone knows Whip It, uh, but the other one that I'm familiar with is Explosions. And I'm mostly familiar with Explosions uh, from the cover done by a band called Frodus. Uh, and so it all links back together where, like, uh, I, My, Me, Mine is another kind of one of the more, like, noise poppy, uh, like, type songs where, like, it's... It's less structured and less melodic uh, and just kind of like crazy guitar in your face with this super technical bass line. Uh, and so in my brain, I just, I make that association to mm-hmm. Devo and then to Frodus and it's like, it's, it's a fucking great jam. Uh, and this is one of the few ones where uh, I really didn't have to use the, uh, the translate uh, on the lyrics because the lyrics are literally, I, my, me, mine. You, your, you, yours, he, his, him, his, she, her, she, her, uh, and then later on, uh, they, their, them, theirs, people, people, pull, and we are, we are us. <laughs> okay, so it's, it's just, it's the pronoun song, apparently. It's, it's uh, the pronoun song. However, the very end, the very end, there is a... Uh, it's written in Japanese, but uh, he sings it in English. I can hear him say these words. Hey, hey, rock and roll manual, lesson, lesson manual, commercial album. That's mellow. Hey. <laughs> it's so good. What does that mean? It's mellow. It's not. It's not mellow at all. Uh. But yeah, the, those verses are so cool too because they have this like call and response and response where it uh, starts with Kaio, kicks over to, to Fumi and ends uh, with, with Hiro. Uh, mm-hmm. And that kind of in the round thing uh, actually uh, in a weird way reminds me of the Beastie Boys. Because okay. um, they'll, they'll, if, you, if you listen to enough Beastie Boys, you notice they'll start to do that where um, there's usually going to be three verses in every song and every verse will have a part by each one of them and they and they always rotate who goes first Neat. on each verse, and it's so like they keep swapping the order up. But it's like, but that whole like, just like you know, each person gets a couple lines, uh, you know, one right after the other is a very Beastie Boys thing to do. I'm sure that's not where they got the inspiration for that, but it could be. It could be. Either way, know. it reminds me 
of uh, the Beastie Boys, who I love. So it makes me smile. Um, there's another very important thing to mention about this track. It's that uh, Kyle uh, busts out a, a totally different instrument to play uh, through parts of it, including a, an extended outro. Yes. And she pulls out a legit, like, full-on recorder. Yeah. Like, analog, like, you sat around in, in kindergarten class and everybody played terribly. Uh, but she plays it beautifully. She does. To the point where, like, it sounds like a like an old, like, traditional flute. It does. Uh, the way that she plays it. And, like, that sound of this very traditional, like, analog wind instrument uh just floating over the top of this crazy noise synth pop song is such a strange juxtaposition, yeah. but it works so well. Uh, and it just, it feels right. It really does. Going back to what we were talking about before the break though, like the hero's energy level and like how much of a performance they put on, uh, like it's roughly like a minute uh, of the intro of this track to the Got point it. where like this this could be the first song in the the performance. It's not. We know that. Uh, but he spends like so much time just goofing off and hyping up the crowd and like like blowing kisses and like making noises and like he's probably saying some like actual words too. Again, don't understand the language, don't know, and like they self-profess like a lot of this shit's gibberish. So like, yeah. It doesn't matter because it's so fun and so exciting. And it makes me go in and like, yeah. Yeah. Right yeah there exactly. <laughs> like I said, you, leave, you don't have to know what he's saying. You still get hyped up because his energy is just that good. And yeah, I just, I love like the, the, you know, he does a thing where he'll just like yell something in the crowd. I'm like, yeah. And then he'll be like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he'll go to the next one. And, uh, and then eventually like a siren kicks in, which I guess is the start of the song. Uh, and everyone cheers, and then they they go into it. Uh, he rips a, a sick guitar solo in this. Oh my god! Like, like that's the thing is like a lot of his guitar playing is very haphazard and sloppy and chaotic. But like, dude can play guitar. Like he he rips out a very like technically proficient like sweet rock and roll solo in this song. And that's what I'm saying. Like it's so it's clearly like everything he's doing is is very calculated and and intentional with that instrument. And I think that's extremely cool. Yeah, like like when he wants to and when he like stops and, and focuses on it, he is just astonishingly good player. Yeah, uh, but he knows that like for most of these songs, like his raw energy is what's like what's driving it forward. Like it doesn't he doesn't necessarily need to be playing or like playing like technically well. Just he's making noise yeah. and it it works. Yeah, it works extremely well. Uh, I think the only other thing I want to mention about this song, uh, before the guitar solo, we have this great little key solo by Kayo where she's playing on, on the same keyboard. She's playing two different voices, uh, which is kind of interesting. And there are two melodies that are, they're not quite in harmony. They're not, they're complementary at times, but they're also kind of like dissident at times. And they just kind of weave in and out of each other. And it's just, I love it. I, I don't really, I can't, my mind can't comprehend what's actually happening there because there's so much chaos going on and it's, you know, live and it's, but like, it's just, it's cool. It's just very cool. It's a cool thing. Yeah. I mean, well, we've, we've talked about like how like precise and like damn near perfect the rhythm section of this band is. The drums and bass are both like, like so spot on amazing all the time. We've talked about hero's energy and like the way he, you know, goes back and forth between shredding and just kind of 
slam it on the strings. Uh, but what we haven't really given a, enough uh, mention to is how incredibly good uh, and like multi talented Kayo is. The fact that like she's playing oftentimes multiple synths uh, at the same time. She's playing these incredible synth lines. Sometimes they're super simplistic, but other times they're. They're just as complex as, as any other part in the song. And then she busts out a recorder just because. Yeah. <laughs> and is flawless at it. Yes. Like, not a note out of place. Yeah. Like, I didn't know a recorder could sound that good because I've never heard one played well. Exactly. I mean, usually recorders are just used to butcher hot cross buns. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to talk about electric surfing go-go? I mentioned earlier that there was a couple of tracks that always stood out to me as like my favorites, and like that is definitely the other one of the of the two. It's another one that's a little bit more of like a you know a synthy dance pop song. This one does kind of remind me of like the kind of like the 
the really synth driven uh, rock stuff like early 2000s that was that was coming out for a while that was uh, in turn influenced by the same new wave type stuff that Polysix was. So kind of branches of the same tree. Uh, and so it's got that stuff that like you might have heard it from like, you know, the anniversary or like a band like that, uh, you know. Uh, kind of around the same time as as this record uh, was released, uh, but it's still very much the Poly Six style, mm-hmm. uh, and it's so fun. And um, another thing that uh, Kayo does really well uh, when she's doing her vocals, uh, probably at least half the time she's using a vocoder and she's using all sorts of different voices to like, like kind of like really reinforce yeah. that like robot personality that that she plays up. I, uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought up that vocoder because I am shocked that we made it this far into the podcast without talking about that. Yeah, what's wrong with us? Because it's in a, it's in a few tracks, so, uh, but yeah, that's just, again, it just shows how, like, multifaceted and multi-talented she is, um, it, you know, just all this craziness going on, and, uh, that song's just a jam. You know, the, the, the song is Electric Surf and Go-Go, and that's the, that's the chorus, uh, and it almost feels like it's not really surf rock, but it almost feels like you know, what Poly Six would do if they were trying to do a surf rock song. Yeah. While I'm talking, I'm holding up my uh, camera to the screen to try to see if I can get uh, any translation out of this. Uh, and flash, flash. Yeah. Let's walk a lot. Crash, crash. Then uh, let's dream. Hey. <laughs> Uh, or hey, let's see. Depending on which way, which angle that I hold this at. So again, this is another one where like it's it's less gibberish and more like kind of storytelling in the lyrics, and it's it's very lighthearted, very fun, and it it feels like you know kind of a like a summery thing. Uh, and you know, I can you know, I can picture going out on the water and listening to this jam. Well, we have one more song to talk about, but before we do, Caleb, uh, you had something very important you wanted to say. Yeah, so I mean, we 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 would be remiss if we didn't uh, ask for your support. In that, if uh, if you haven't already uh, and you like what you're hearing, uh, click that subscribe button so that you get notified every week when we release a new episode. Because we do a new one of these every week, uh, and we love what we do, and we hope you do too. Um, we've got some really great episodes coming up in the future. Uh, and of course, if you want to uh, keep an eye on everything that's going on with the Night Shift Radio Network, uh, you can go ahead and check out uh, nightshiftradio.com. Uh, and even you can you can head on over to the slash shows page to see all five currently and uh, hopefully more soon uh, shows on the Night Shift Radio Network. Uh, a couple of which uh, we are proud to say are currently hashtag powered by blue. We have a, a really uh, cool deal going with the uh, the company Blue that makes uh, these awesome microphones, uh, and so you're going to be hearing more about that from us in the future too, uh, and maybe some uh, some exciting news linked to that. Uh, but Kissy, where else can they find us if they are so inclined? Uh, well, they can also find us at leftofthedial.fm. That is our official home on the web, uh, the World Wide Web. So you can get there from anywhere in the world as long as you have an internet connection. You do you do need that. Uh, I found that out the other day. That's actually that's actually still a requirement, turns out. But uh, yeah, you can listen to this episode and all of our past episodes. You can get uh, show notes for everything we've talked about, links to all the videos that we've discussed. So many videos in, in this uh, in this episode. And again, I highly highly encourage you to uh, go let's go watch those videos because it's the songs are jams. Don't get me wrong, but the videos are just a whole other experience. And if uh, touring ever happens again. 
in our lives. Uh, and this band goes on tour. I highly recommend going to see them if you can, because it is. And they were actually slated to do some shows this year that had to get postponed, uh, obviously, uh, because it's not safe to be in large crowds in public spaces. Uh, but if and when it ever is, do go. You won't regret it. Yeah. It will, you, you will be entertained and it will be an experience. I can promise you those two things. At uh, minimum. At minimum. Yeah, you can also find us online at uh, Left of the Dial PC on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, the PC does uh, actually stand for podcast, just uh, just in case you're wondering. Did you say the handle? Or did I just tune that out? You did. I said it before I said Twitter and Instagram. I usually say it after. That's why. Yeah. Well, good on you for for remembering and shame on me for not paying attention. That's okay. I tune out when you talk a lot too, so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> Don't blame you. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I have to listen to it at least three times. That's true. Because we have to have the conversation when we record. I have to edit it, and then I have to listen to it again once it comes out. I actually don't have to do that, but I still do. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I do try to listen to uh, as many of uh, the all five shows as I can because I like the content we make. Yeah. It makes me happy. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. If I don't like the podcast that we're making, then we're doing something wrong. Yeah. What's the point? What's the point? Uh, but cool. So yeah, do that. Subscribe to the things, go to the places, uh, follow us on the stuffs and, uh, watch the videos. But, uh, yeah, we've got one more song to talk about. And, uh, I, I was going to try and sneak this by Caleb, uh, unnoticed. Um, uh, but he caught it. And that is that, uh, this song is actually not on, uh, now is the live, um, but uh, I, I had to put it in here because this is my absolute favorite Poly 6 song. <laughs> um, and the live video performance of it is amazing. But this is from the Poly 6 or Die tour. And uh, yeah, Rocket is just a jam. It's just a jam. And it's from the, uh, the record We Ate the Machine, which is a yes. great name. Yes, it is. So uh, worth mentioning about this song, like we're linking the, the live performances because we need you to, to like really understand how incredible these live performances are. Uh, but I also encourage you to like go down the same rabbit hole that I spent a good deal of my afternoon in uh, and watch their other music videos. Uh, specifically, this one, if you watch yes. No Others, is really fucking uh, fantastically shot uh, and choreographed and whatnot. And there's uh, a lot of uh, robot dancing and a lot of like zero-G type effects as people float while held in a certain pose for several minutes at a time uh and to the extent that it's like physically possible for a human to do uh they emulate a lot of that in the live video so like if you watch that live video first and then go and watch the uh, the music video be like oh i get it now yeah uh, and it's it's really neat and again like continues to play off of that like you know the the electro pop kind of robot persona uh and kaya uh, uh, especially in the uh the music video uh like really nails that like stiff as a board just stands there singing until it's time to like contort into all sorts of weird poses uh, that I just did as I was saying that realizing that no one but Kizzy can actually see me do it. I still appreciated it though. <laughs> uh, that's the other thing that I was doing a lot of while I was uh, uh, pretending to do work today uh, was doing weird robot poses uh, while listening to Poly 6. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, 
Yeah, I think, I mean, I could talk about why I love this song, but just listen to it. You'll understand. It's just, it's just a jam. It's a very catchy, uh, and uh, like you said, the music, the, the like music video proper for this song is very cool too. So we'll put that link in the show notes as well. This of, of all the songs, uh, I think hero really plays a, uh, a guitar groove, uh, and like has like an actually kind of like driving guitar part that yeah. like, uh, I think it contributes more to this song than, uh, the guitar does to a lot of the other songs as, as we've mentioned. True. Uh, and let's uh, let's not forget to shout out the drummer who in this song uh, the the first half of every chorus is just a very long fast snare roll that's sustained for oh my god what seems like should be a, a uh, humanly impossible time it's uh, so good and and he like like that dude is a metronome it's amazing he's just it's staggering absolutely staggering yeah uh, I think the best way I can sum up. Uh, this band, these videos, these songs is, um, you know, a uh, little peek behind the curtain, how we do this show. Sometimes we do listen to the songs before, right, like right up to talking about them so that we can have them fresh in our minds. We don't always mm-hmm. do it. Sometimes we do. This is the time we did. And, uh, you know, so we, we would take a break and we'd watch the video. We'd still be on the Google Hangout together. And just as each song went on, the smile on my face just kept getting bigger and bigger. And I'd look up and at your your window and your smile and your face was getting bigger and bigger. Like, you can't... <laughs> I defy anyone to watch these videos and not smile while doing so because it's just so much fun. I would say if you can get through one of these without having a good time, tweet at us and let us know. But I feel like if you can watch one of these and not have a good time, then... Don't talk to me. You're you're probably not listening to our <laughs> podcast anyway at that point because clearly you hate things that are awesome. So you hate fun. You hate fun. And that's all we are. This podcast is nothing but fun. And sometimes nothing but, but fun. Sometimes music. Uh but yeah, thank you so much for listening to our podcast uh week after week. Uh if that's how you do it. Or if this is your first time, thanks for checking us out. Hopefully we'll see you back yeah. here next week. Uh Caleb, any parting words? For our listeners dance dance yes dance dance yes well uh we're gonna hear rocket to uh round out this week's episode uh by the poly six not off of now is the live but you know what it's good enough to be on there poly six or die motherfuckers in, in my heart it's it's on now is the live and that's that's my story and i'm sticking to it uh this has been left of the dial i have been kitsy caleb has been coy thank you so much for listening and we'll be back next week Oh, 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 oh,
Get up.